Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening live to Season 3, Episode 7. And uh, we are, you know, truth be told, uh, we are recording this one day after we completed our series. Uh, we recorded last night with our, our four student athletes. And while it was fresh in our mind and we had a little time, we thought, well, we need to do a wrap-up show. So here we are just a day later. You'll hear this two weeks after um, we published the episode with our student athletes. Uh, but this is the wrap-up show um, for our series that we just did on educational-based athletics and the journey that we're we've all been on. So we're going to talk through that, just some of our key takeaways. Uh, we may or may not keep you for an hour and a half. Um, so we're going to try it. You know, God bless you guys that stick with us for 90 minutes. I hope it's worth it. I th- we think it is, but, but we just get going with these conversations we've had the last four, four sessions and thanks for sticking with us. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it has been. And you know, the time gets away from us, but really, you know, we and we we cut what we cut. We cut three or four questions out of our yeah. our question bank. Yep. Um, of course, we did throw in some follow up questions here and there. We know that. But uh, I didn't notice those. Did you notice any of those, Jarvis? I don't know if we did. I maybe I'm dreaming. I could I'm be little, dreaming. I'm a little like, sketchy. Yeah, we know I you're just, a little sketchy, but we don't know yeah. how your memory is. I just want to go on record. Before we get too far, oh, hey, I'm gonna get. Let me get my pen out. When it comes to the follow-up questions, that I might be wrong, but I I believe that Todd Gordon, AD at Green County, instigated more of the follow-up questioning than Aaron Stecker, AD at Stewart County, did. I'm I might be out on a limb there, but I'm thinking. If nothing else, as we said in the last episode, Pandora's box is opened. Yes, Mr. Gordon. More frequently I, than by I me. think. I think yesterday, uh, Aaron. I think Todd might have outdone you in the follow-up yep. question category. So, so moving on, on, on to the next subject of the night. <laughs> now, hold on. I know. So I think we need to come up with something for this. I think we need to consider a six-episode moratorium on mm. giving giving Stecker grief for the follow-up questions that he might throw out there. I, I'm. We I'm can good say with that. that. <laughs> are you saying that as the producer of the show that you may not follow the rules all gloves are off all know, right. it's, it's all uh, right what, what kind hey, of show Aaron, would it I will be commit, if we had rules commit to that Aaron I will commit to <laughs> that's, that that's true rules. we don't need rules no we don't no, need no stinking not. rules 
So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna do our ad reads here. We're gonna uh, thank our sponsors, and uh, then we'll just kind of get right into wrapping up this series. Uh, just really a fantastic series. But like Aaron said, it's uh, we thank everyone for sticking with us and and giving it a listen. I hope it's been good for for every every AD that's listened to it. And maybe you're using it with your parents, or you're at least have some ideas for coaches, student athletes, things like that. But uh, we again, we thank you. But uh, let's pay a few bills. Uh, we kind of got over. Boy, it's probably a good thing we didn't do the ad reads last night. That would have been another five minutes onto the episode, oh, right? Oh yeah. We're trying to respect the student athlete time, and uh, you know, there we go. They wanted to talk just as much as our parents yeah. and our ads and our coaches did, which was great. They did. Yeah. Uh. It, it it made me feel good last night. I just thought those were three very high quality kids I mean, just wow yeah. just so insightful i can't think of uh myself being that insightful at 17 18 night you're 19 years old but maybe i was i don't know <laughs> i'm trying to still trying to be insightful at 58 sometimes I struggle with that <laughs> can you find an insightful what does that word mean anyway i haven't figured that one out I, so. I think the neat thing is though too i mean you talk about the three kids we had but i think what it points out, I think every AD that listens to this, you've got kids in your school who are just like the ones we interviewed. Yep. And uh, I think you find ways to engage them and learn from them uh, like we were able to. And whether it's a leadership council, whether it's something like that, but yeah. uh, you find ways to learn from those kids that are so insightful that are yeah. in your program. So hey, let's pay a bill. How about a hometown? Uh, there we go. Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Why, yes, of course we are. Yes, Scott. Are you looking for ways? Oh, I'm going to tell you, Todd. Aaron, I'm going to give you a a great tool here. Are you looking for ways to improve your fan experience at your games? Well, we suggest you take a good look into hometown ticketing. Hometown ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown ticketing integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. For individual game tickets to customize season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part, it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So... Visit www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. Again, that's www.hometownticketing.com. Dot com. Dot com. You know, I, real quick shout out to them. I guess I'm curious what other people's experiences were, but I really, you know, they jumped on board with the, the Athletic Association, the, the Boys Association, and, you know, we've been, all the postseason ticketing has gone through Hometown Ticketing's platform for the, for the IHSAA, I really thought it was well done and smooth. And, you know, yep. kudos Jessica, to Jessica, first of all, for managing yeah. oh, boy. Uh, on, on her end yeah. at the Boys Association. But I really thought they were – because I talked to a couple of different ADs, and, and we were all doing it a bit differently in terms of how we broke our tickets up and what we allowed in. And, and you know, did you get make each passcode? were six tickets, two tickets. And I, they just – I think for me it demonstrated the flexibility their platform has – uh, for how you want to use it. Um, when you've got all the schools in the state of Iowa hosting postseason games doing it differently and it worked for everybody, I think it says a lot. 
Yeah. And um, we just completed our musical this past weekend and did all of our ticketing online with hometown ticketing. Uh, had a seat map of our auditorium. We were able to, uh, we have a 720 seat auditorium. We allowed 350. So we had it, you know, we had pods of eight, six, four, and two. Uh, so they were, they had to purchase the pod online and, you know, uh, the night I was at the musical, I was there at the front gate when we were, people were coming in and we had three iPads going and they were just in so quick and, yeah, uh, nice. worked, worked really, really slick. Yeah. So shout out to hometown ticketing and, and, uh, to, uh, Jessica, with the boys association for making that work for everybody. All right. Let's talk about Gipper. Do you want your athletic program to stand out on social media? Well, now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. Try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. That's gogipper.com backslash athletics. You can also catch them in the podcast arena. Uh, jump in there and search for Standout, hosted by Matthew Glick. Yeah, it's a fantastic new feature, uh, a fantastic new feature that we've, well, it's not new anymore, I guess, but just been taken care of. In fact, I did two of them today to, to get out later on this week is their, their scheduling posts feature. Good uh, for you. Build them early in the week and push them out later in the week. Yeah. And uh, it's a great feature. And again, they just keep, I can't keep up anymore uh, with all their, all their different templates they're pushing out and they're coming up with some pretty kind of groovy stuff. I use some of their, I don't know what they called it, but it's got kind of the tie-dye look. To oh, it. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, today, good one. I've got a that's couple awesome. coming out later this week with that. So, Yeah. I, I did the uh, all-conference one that they yeah. had, the template. Yeah. It really, really turned out nice. I did it for the CIML for our first team all-conference boys basketball, and then I did one just of our kids for boys and girls. But since I ran the meeting for the uh, CML Iowa uh, portion of it, I made a really nice graphic and – I'll be able to push that out next week after the boys tournament. So. Yeah. I was using that too. It really is pretty slick. And uh, again, really they nice. make, as we've talked about hmm. anything that making anything we can use as ADs to make us look smarter than we really are yeah. uh, is a valuable tool. And Gipper's there's going to have to be a lot more tools that we're going to have to utilize to, well, to make me look some, smarter. So Jarvis, some people need more tools than others. Well, we yeah, don't right. need that tonight. All right. I, need, I need the whole shed then. <laughs> well another another group that uh our sponsor and then they they keep adding things all the time too is varsity bound uh, varsity bound mm -hmm. hq and uh, we're proud to have them as a sponsor and thankful for them um boy one thing neat about their website right now is you go there you get the updated brackets of the state tournament right away i during the tournament series i mean boys and girls it's just been so nice to go to that website and uh, see the brackets, see the results. You know, you want to see, uh, like today, I, I think I, was, I had the 1A game on in the background in my office, and I thought, well, let's, how old is that uh, North Lynn kid again? You know, so I, I go in and see the Hilmer kid, and then you can look at his stats, and, you know, I, I just, it's so, uh, so user-friendly. And so, you know, they keep, Varsity Bound keeps adding things to their table as well for us, and um, it's just going to be interesting to see that evolve over the next months and years as we continue to use them. So thanks to Varsity Bound and uh, for their support of Beyond the Bench as well. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, guys, we are going to jump in here. Uh, uh, the goal 
of this show is just to kind of wrap up the four-part series we just finished up. Um, the the educational athletics journey. Uh, and I tell you what, I just my initial thoughts on it, uh, I would say it was everything we'd hoped to be and then some. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, we went through a four-part series or, and journey where we started with ADs from around the country. Um, and then we jumped down to the next level. It's brought in three coaches to get their perspectives uh, on their journeys. Brought in parents, which was an interesting group to talk to and, 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 and bring into the fold. Um, get you guys' thoughts on that too, but I, I knew it was gonna be interesting and I, I was curious, how's this gonna go? You know, sometimes we like to keep our parents at an arm's length and here we were letting them in, you know, asking them. The inner circle. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I thought that went well. And then boy, uh, that student athlete one was just, I said we were looking forward to that one and, and it did not disappoint. So pretty awesome. Really enjoyed the series. Um, curious about you guys' just initial uh, thoughts reflections on on the overall uh journey we took i think the the one thing that stood out to me the most is just the ad's the parents the student athletes and you already kind of talked on it a little bit already Aaron, but just that relationship piece how much that meant to our our student athletes how much that meant to to our parents um you know with that relationship with their students and then just with our AD piece is just how important it is to have that mentorship, that collegial um, friendship that we have as ADs to learn and grow from each other. So again, I think it just all just revolves around how we build positive relationships. And I saw that. And I, I think back to our very first year and we had Nick easily on and, and he talked about um, how you know, if he knew his coach cared about him, that made a big difference on how hard he could coach him. And as we've gone through this series, that just rings more true. Um, just him saying that rings more true now, even after having the discussions with through this, you know, four-part series. So I really appreciate the time. So Aaron, thank you for, for kind of spearheading this. This has been a really great um, opportunity to, to learn from, all the segments that we deal with as athletic directors on a day-to-day -day basis. So it was very insightful. And again, just like, you know, you, got, you guys have already said that the students were rock stars and that, mm -hmm. that, uh, that filled my bucket last <laughs> night. So it was nice. Yeah. I think uh, for me on top of just that overarching theme of, of the relationship piece, which we all value a lot, it kind of struck me as, as I've kind of reflected on it today in particular, um, two things. Number one, gosh, we work in an awesome field. Yeah. I mean, filled with frustrations, yes. Filled with disappointments, yes. Um, but when you deal with people, that's, that's what you get. Uh, yeah. And we're all flawed too. We know that. We're perfectly fine admitting that too. Yeah. But man, to work with the people that we get to work with uh, is really something else. And, and every, whether it's the coaches, the parents, um, or the student athletes, we work with some great people yeah. in all three of those uh, parts of this journey that we're on too. And then secondly, just really what, a, what an awesome responsibility we have uh, yeah. to Oh, to create and sustain programs 
that provide these opportunities. Now, yeah, we got juggle a lot and we got a lot of plates to fill and, and uh, we can't satisfy them all, all the time, yeah. but it's a tremendous responsibility. Yeah. And it just reminded me, especially when you start talking about the ADs that um, I've said before, and I, you know, we work with the greatest people in the world in the AD world yep. um, because we're a phone call away from a lot of people either picking it up or receiving a call. And, uh, you know, I think it's just, it's just an awesome, awesome job, even though it can be frustrating and an awesome responsibility at the same time. And, uh, just really, really proud to share it and, uh, to be on it with so many people. And, um, uh, it's, just, it's just been fun to watch it evolve in, uh, the last few years, especially. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Todd, it just, uh, you know, boy, that winter, it, it, I think the timing of this was nice for us also because uh -huh. yeah. and that, that winter grind, um, uh -huh. you know, that's just, it's hard. I, it, you don't get to the end of February, first part of March. Uh, it's fun as your teams make those state tournament runs, but, but man, you, you don't get there without being gassed. Uh, and, and I think this was a sustaining, uh, thing for us to go through hopefully it was for the listeners as well as it just kind of yeah. gave you that that middle of the winter season pick me up uh, uh -huh. to keep you moving forward because of, of you know if you listen to the parents and how important it is for them to have opportunities for the kids to grow and pursue their best well okay then I got to go to work tomorrow and be better uh -huh. to make sure those parents I'm, I'm meeting those parents uh, needs uh, for their students uh, if you listen to the coaches and the things that, that, that drive them like okay I gotta go be better for the coaches um, so it's a really, I, I think anytime you're down and need a little pick me up, I, you know, I'm going to come back maybe mid to late April when you're on about your fourth straight soccer rain out and, and it's cold and, and you're, you're, you're doing something five nights a week and every other Saturday, come back and pick one of these up and listen to it again for that pick me up. The, yeah. the common thread we talked about that we just really saw from all four episodes is just the, the idea of relationships, relationships, relationships. And we've talked about that for three years. Yeah. I mean, that's been, uh, as you mentioned, Scott, go back all the way back to, to easy. And I did, I thought of him last night too, listening to the student yeah. athletes. Yep. I thought, you know, here's, here's the next generation of student athletes saying the same thing that, that Nick did and remembers when he was going through, mm -hmm. but the, just the importance of everybody to, Ty, you talk about the, the experience. I think I come down to our job is to create the opportunity to connect and build relationships with folks through sport, because those relationships are going to create growth. They're going to create struggle. They're going to create new information, new ideas. Um, they're going to create challenge and they're going to create uh, people you can lean on when things get tough. And, and us providing football, volleyball, soccer, tennis, golf as platforms for those things to happen is so, is so crucial. Um, and it was clear in all four of those, the episodes of how important it is to all those groups to have relationships with folks. So awesome responsibility is, is a good way to put it, Todd. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm just going to, we mentioned sports too, but I, I just, I'm reminded, I was reminded of it. Fine, since arts. fine arts. Yeah. I mean, we yep. all got, we all have experience in the fine arts and love the fine arts as well. I was reminded of it uh, Saturday night. We did our musical beauty and the beast uh, first, major performance in our new auditorium and 
Um, you know, we we bought the set for Beauty and the Beast. So we had an actual set that if you're doing Beauty and the Beast, give me a call because we're selling it. <laughs> We'd love to get it to you. Um, but anyway, we the set was just amazing. But then every time we had a set change, I would just I marveled. And I told our director this today. I marveled at how fast the kids worked together to change those sets. Yeah. Now, granted, we have a we have a great stage now, a huge stage where we can get all those big things back there, and they weren't running into each other or waiting for somebody to get out of the way. But they just had their assignments, and they carried it out with great efficiency. And mm -hmm. uh, he said, "Yeah, we didn't have to go into a second little interlude. Um, you know, we we got through the first interlude, and the next set was ready to go, and yeah. uh, probably saved a good five seven minutes on the show." just by those kids working together. So, um, and it was, it was typical, you know, fine arts performance, musical play, that type of thing. Two weeks ago, hey, how's it going? Oh, we'll never be ready. Oh. We'll never make it. And, you know, a week ago, it was like, hey, how's it going? Well, I don't know. We might make it. We, we've got to have some things come together. And I tell you, they knocked it out of the park a week later, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was just an absolutely tremendous show. But saw that teamwork, that that working together, you know, that picking mm -hmm. yourself up, knowing you got to perform. Um, saw that all take place at the Green County Musical the other night. So um, those, those fine arts things just, you know, provide so much too. And I think, you know, one of the takeaways we heard last night was, uh, I think it was Michaela. And all three of them kind of hit on it, how making every activity, every sport, every activity feel like they're, you know, they're important as anything else. They're important as yeah. Friday night football. I know football always yeah. gets that stigma of, you know, it's Friday night football and they get all the attention. But you make everything, everything world class and make those kids feel like it. So yeah. um, I was just reminded of that. And uh, yeah. as we move on. Yeah. The last thing I was going to throw in relationships, and then we'll just jump into the segment by or episode by episode. But um, and I can't remember if it's Kenna or Michaela last night when they were talking about um, building relationships with people they would have never met if it wasn't for them being on the same team and getting to know them. Yeah. Wow, they're a really cool person. I would have never gotten to know them, and I really enjoyed getting to know them better and being on a team with them. And then, she, and then she said, "Now I haven't talked to them since." either yeah but but yeah. the the opportunity created through activities for kids who from that would have never met never connected yep. to come together and connect and even if it's just for three months while they're putting on a show or you know three and a half four month season and then they kind of part ways and go their the other way think of what they've learned about working with other people getting to know other people um pursuing a common goal common cause with other people uh in that short amount of time because of activities. Um, and that, that was another thing that really struck me on the relationship mm -hmm. side last night. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to kind of just go episode by episode and kind of pull some key takeaways out uh, going way back. It seems like a while ago now, but our first, yeah. our first segment uh, we brought together ADs brought in January 10th, January 10th was the date we recorded that. huh? Yep. 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 Well, it wasn't 65 degrees on January 10th. I know that. No, it was not. <laughs> um, I know not. Um, but uh, Brendan Rich Barton uh, from Richfield, Utah, uh, 
calm, cool, collected leader that he is. Yeah, sure. uh, Be- yeah, Becky Moran from Round Lake, Illinois, and brought in Mike Elson from Nashville, Tennessee, and Christ Presbyterian Academy down there. Um, three fantastic ADs, uh, either um, past president with Rich. Uh, he served his time at AAA board, and Becky and Mike certainly uh, jump into those seats here moving forward as well. Uh, experienced ADs. Um, you guys' takeaways, thoughts you guys have from, from their session? I think for me, uh, when I think about Becky, uh, a couple just points that I, I made notes on was just um, her discussion about how, you know, delegating and, and not showing, we're always afraid of not showing weakness. So we try to do everything on our own. And uh, I thought it was just uh, a good reminder for me, especially that, uh, you know, we don't have to do everything. Um and if you're not showing weakness by asking for help and you're let and letting other people help. And then I think for Becky on the other one was just her talking about her why and why she does what she does. And in, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we're servant leaders, um, helping others, be, you know, being a role model for our students um, was really important to her. I think a couple of things that Mike uh, talked about that really resonated with me. First one was listen to your wife. Yeah, <laughs> that was his comment about if you could go back and tell a younger you, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Listen to your wife. Yeah. And then uh, he talked about confidence, and he just talked about you know not worrying about what other people think. You know, make sure that you're doing what you need to do, and you know you know you're going to have people that don't always agree with everything you do, which we all know. But sometimes that's that's hard. Um, and then the last one again. My why. He just was serving. He said, serving the Lord and honoring his family and finishing strong. And especially, you know, he talked about kind of getting towards the end of his career. He's been in AD since 1997, I think he said, um, and, and how important it was uh, for him to finish strong and just not to go out of the AD role, you know, lipping, but to, to go across that finish line full bore. So I thought that was cool. And then with uh, Rich, um, some really good points from Rich was be a good listener. Um, listen to understand instead of listening to respond, which I know sometimes that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. So you got to really be intentional about that, I think. And it's, it's hard for me to do that. So I know that that really resonated with me. Um, and then just listen to support. So we're listening to support our coaches, to support our kids. I think that's one thing that as, as I look at this entire series, um, that's what this was all about. So he really kind of nailed it on the head in that very first episode is listening to support. And that's exactly why we are doing what we're doing with this four part series is we're listening, we're getting feedback so that we can now go out and support our parents, our student athletes, our coaches uh, more effectively as athletic directors. So I thought that at the end of the day, that really resonated with me a lot. Um, you know, we were, and this was, this, was great. This was one of my, maybe one of my favorite little takeaways from the entire series. And he just said, we're preparing kids for the path, not the path for the kids. I thought that was perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially in, you know, dealing with, you know, when we got to deal with difficult situations, difficult parents, difficult coaches um, that we want to prepare that path for the kids. um, But we want them to take that journey. It can't be us mowing it down for them and, and everything's going to be peachy keen and we're just going to have this 
perfect pass, no, no bumps, you know, no ruts in the, in the, in the sidewalk. It's all going to be perfect. And we all know that's not possible. And what are we going to take away from our kids by not allowing them to, to have that path? Um, mm. I just thought that was great. Uh, and I've used that now numerous times over the last couple of months. So, mm-hmm. um, and then again, he, he hit his why. And, and he talked about this even through his presidency. Um, Rich did is just lift and assist every day. So as ADs, we want to, you know, lift others up, you know, speak greatness into others and make sure that we're, you know, again, doing what we can to serve our constituents. And through this, you know, series, I think we, we really did that. And I thought that was pretty cool. So um, I thought some really insightful stuff from our three ADs who, again, like you said, Aaron, these, these three are exceptional ADs. Yeah, I, I think um, a couple of things stand out to me, and it really it was a reminder to me about some things to say to parents, because uh, the question we ask, I love it when parents interact this way in their role in the programs. Um, Rich said, you know, cheer for other participants. I think that's a good yeah. reminder to tell our parents. Yeah, I agree. Um, you can cheer for your kid. Obviously, we want you to, but how about cheer for other kids too. If, if your child is out, you look, cheer for the team. You know, yeah. that's a great reminder, I think, for parents. And uh, Becky, as, as we kind of hit there too, but uh, release your child to be coached. Yeah. I think that's something important to really remind our parents of is to um, let the coaches coach them. And uh, there's issues, obviously, we'll have to address it, but you've got to release your child and let them go down that path. You know, as Rich said, if we got to uh, prepare the path for the child, we're trying to prepare a path for them. But we got to release them to go down that path too. Yeah, that's good. And the yeah. parents have to let them go. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've got to they've got to experience that journey on their own, um, in their own way, with the help of others, not being led down that. My, you know, the my version of that that statement of the uh, you know, build the child for the path, not the path for the child. Um, is the I and I use this to my parents all the time in meetings to say that our, our goal here is not to move mountains for our student athletes. Our goal is to teach them how to be mountain climbers. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, I like that. Um, just just this idea that they're going to struggle. Our job is to is isn't to create an an easy path for them. It's to create the best path for them so that they can pursue a version of the the best version of themselves they can. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we, you guys have touched on it. one of the key things for me is, as I listen to, to those three talk is, is their, their servant leadership philosophy. And certainly we've talked about that over the last three years, the idea of being a servant leader, um, of giving up of yourself and your time and your energy, um, in the pursuit of helping others become the best they can, um, pursuing the best version of themselves. And that's our job. Our job is to, is to find ways to help our coaches become the best they can be. So they in turn do the same thing for, for the athletes. And these three certainly hit that throughout that episode uh, as well. And I think the other thing that they hit on, um, that I think our student athletes hit on at the very end was the importance of making sure every student athlete or student performer, regardless of level and ability, mm-hmm. um, deserves our efforts to make them feel valued, make them feel like they're an important part of um, of what we do here, our, of our teams, of our programs, because they are. 
Um, and we had to make sure that we, sometimes you just, it's easy to get caught up on the varsity team only or the, um, you know, the starters or the people, the newspapers talking about or whatever. And, and, and <clears throat> you forget about the journey that some of these other kids who aren't as talented or just on a different path, the growth and the effort and the energy they've put into the program and making sure that we're acknowledging that and recognizing that and feeding that as well. Yeah. So, all right. Part two, uh, we brought in coaches uh, to get their perspective and their thoughts on the educational athletics journey. We had Michelle Goodall, who is my former volleyball coach at Kennedy High School, a longtime friend of mine who's now with USA Volleyball. Uh, we have Mark Hoekstra, who's the head football coach at Carlisle, and Monty Kohler, head coach out at O'Day High School out in the Seattle area, where are three coaches that were on with us. Um, Todd, I'll have you jump in first this time. What are your initial takeaways, just thoughts from that group in that episode? Well, I was really, you know, as I, I look back, just the highlights for me. I, I Again, I'm looking for things as an AD maybe, um, but the question, I love it when ADs do this. Uh, Michelle said, just communicate logistics, um, connecting and building opportunities to connect. So really working hard to – a relationship, right? Uh, with those coaches, that when ADs yeah. do that um, and give them opportunities to grow. Um, Mark mentioned this, and uh, Mark would. Mark would come into my office routinely, and he'd, he'd want things. and um, But he said what he appreciates is not getting just a rubber stamp no. Yeah. Um, you know, I always listened to him, and I thought about it, and I would say, well, I'll, I'll see what I can do you know, give me a day or two and come back and let's talk about it. But, um, and then if I had to say no, I had to say no. And I still do that. Right. I don't, um, say no right away. I listen and I take notes and I say, well, let's see how we can make it work. Um, and then I say, well, it may not work right now, but I think it's a good right. idea. So not to just rubber stamp the no, I think that's important for ADs that, um, if we want our coaches to really develop as leaders, we got to let them have ideas. Yeah. And, uh, it's important to be honest with them, um, but we don't have to just be a flat, blunt no. Uh, I think if we give them reasons, I think they understand that. Uh, the other thing I, I think um, I remember Michelle saying, and she talked about the advice from a younger self, and I, I really like it, and I wish I would have done it earlier, was to just be authentic and to be you. Um, I think as young coaches sometimes, especially we have to – make sure to remind them that they aren't who they see on TV. They aren't those people. Or who are you? What do you want to be known for? Um, you got to coach as your personality is and uh, be yourself. Um, so I really appreciated that. Those all three coaches uh, were just so humble and uh, in it for kids and uh, really reminded me again, just like we talked about student athletes, I mentioned a little bit ago, that we work with some great coaches and we need to tell them and we need to continue to build relationships with them. Um, because if we can't be with those kids all the time, um, obviously we need to influence those coaches and, and keep working with them so they can be 3d coaches and really capture the hearts of those kids. But, um, in the same token, we got to capture the heart of our coaches and work with them, be authentic with them too. That's true. How about you, Scott? You know, uh, 
I know Todd kind of touched on it, but uh, just how humble, um, you know, the, our coaches were, it really resonated with me. But, you know, Coach Kohler, you know, he he's won so many state championships. And at the end of the day, you know, he just kept talking about his boys, you know. Like, I really feel like he, you know, had a great love for his team and his kids. And I know that to be true because I know that those kids come back um, and, and I think all three of them touched on this, but how important and how meaningful that was to them when those kids came back and, mm-hmm. you know, Hey coach, how you doing? Or they're calling coach and saying, Hey, you know, coach Kohler, I just had a baby boy or I had a baby girl. Um, they're inviting them to their weddings. They're inviting them to, uh, you know, they're just a part of their life. And I really found that, you know, the one thing that resonated with me with all three of them, but especially just because I know Coach Kohler so well. And I'm sure, you know, Todd and Aaron, you had the same, you know, things that you have with your coaches. But um, I just got to see firsthand, you know, that his program was built in the foundation of love. And he cared about those kids. And I know this year, especially through the pandemic, uh, it really killed him not to have a season. And I know he really felt for his kids. And, and up until recently, you know, Washington was didn't have school, didn't have any practices. Um, so I know that even more so for, for coach Kohler this year, that, that meant a lot to him that, that they get to have a season. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I think with all three of them, just that, that common thread of just love for their student athletes and working hard to provide, and Aaron, you talked about a little bit, but just providing that opportunity for our kids to, to learn about life through, you know, athletics and activities, which, you know, one of the best ways, you know, I look back on my high school, college career, I learned a lot about myself and how to treat people and how to develop relationships through being involved in athletics. So I think they really all just really touched on that. But at the end of the day, that that just loving their kids was very, very evident with all three of them. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Um, the uh, in this group, I think, hammered home that idea of, of how important it was for them to build relationships with their coaches on their staff and, and with their student athletes. Um, the last thing I'll throw in there that I think a statement that really stuck with me um, from that was when Mark was asked, um, you know, when it's said and done, what's your favorite part of being a coach? And he made the comment about, um, I love it when I see a kid get on path. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I just, I thought about that statement a couple of times. It's something I wrote down on my, on my own notes. I know it's on our script here or from, you know, notes from as well, but just this idea that using, you know, for him it's football, but for using, using whatever sport you're coaching to, to help a kid find their way, help a kid figure out how to step out of what other people expect them to do or what other people want them to do or what they, their perception of what other people, you know, who other people want them to be. And instead, just decide, you know, uh, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be about. This is what I want to do. And and just use whatever sports are involved in to, to be a vehicle to get on that path and define themselves uh, was kind of the way I took that statement. I, I, I think you guys kind of took that statement yep. the same way. And I thought, wow, that what a what a great thing our coaches do is provide yep. mentorship, leadership, um, constructive criticism and encouragement along the way to help them be go from just all over the place. And if there's a bright light over there, there's a squirrel over there to becoming 
Well, it's true, you know. Oh, I, mean, I know. I just, I just saw you said it. Just man, it was, it was funny about those freshmen when they come in. They're yeah. just all over the place, and they, don't, they yeah. don't know what they want. They don't know what to do. They don't know what they stand for. And our coaches and directors use their platforms to when these kids walk the stage with a diploma, turn into the types of kids we talked to last night. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I, I really, I loved that. The idea yeah. of a coach, you know, Rod Olson always talks about a coach's job is to help people get someplace they can't get out, get they can't get themselves. Yep. And uh, getting kids on path, I thought that was a great statement out of that one. I know all three of them talked about one other thing that I wrote down in my notes here was they all three talked about you know after the game, and they didn't have such a great game, and they always talked about how at the end of the day, when the losses came. The coaches, you know, took that on and they praised the kids when they won. I thought that was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I think that's something great coaches do. They mm-hmm. deflect that negativity off the kids and onto themselves. And then they continue to build those kids up. And, and, and another thing that I wrote down too was just they, they all, not, not all specifically, but they all talked about just those situations where, you know, as coaches, we, screw up and we might do something that um, isn't right. And we go back and we just tell, tell our kids that, that we're sorry. I thought that was another powerful thing that they, they talk about. Um, and I know I, I've done that too. Like even in the last couple of weeks, I, we had our big um, sub state basketball game and I jumped a few kids for trying to let other kids in at the back door. And they're like, no Jarvis, I, I wasn't trying to do that. And I was like, no, just get over there. And I didn't listen to them which, you know, dummy. And then I found out they, a kid got locked out into the bathroom and they were letting him back in. So I went up that next day and I said, Hey man, I'm really sorry, man. I, I didn't even let you explain yourself and that was wrong. And I apologize. I think, and that, that kids was grinning from ear to ear, you know, when I said I was sorry. And, it, and I just was thinking about that. How many times in my career have I done something stupid and never went back and apologized. So mm-hmm. I just think that yeah. was an insightful you know, something I picked up from that, that, you know, I need to be better about telling people I'm sorry when there's stuff that goes wrong. I just got to, yep, I'm sorry. That's, that wasn't right. And I need to get better. So. Yeah. All right. Part three, uh, we brought in the parents and, and as we kind of talked about in the intro, this was an interesting one, I think, at least for my, my thought process going into it, because it just wasn't quite sure what we were going to get. And, and I know we're bringing in three high quality parents, you know, that, that certainly believe in education athletics and what we're trying to accomplish. It wasn't like, you know, uh, we, and maybe we should, I don't know, but we didn't bring in those folks who we knew were just going to rip us apart. Um, but I also, I also think we brought in three people that were pretty honest. We had, you know, Cheyenne Thomas uh, was the parent I invited from Cedar Rapids Kennedy and Holly Anderson from Ankeny Centennial and Brad Scar from Rolling Story. And, um, First, I'll just say, I, I, had, I haven't had a chance to really talk to you guys about this, but how fun it was for me uh, having coached Cheyenne back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and, and now having him in the stands as a parent uh, and, and seeing, I mean, I've seen it's It's been a long journey to, that, that I've known him for a long time, since so 2002, 2003, and now he's got his sophomore in high school. And, and to hear his maturity uh, as a young parent, and that was just, that was, that was fun for me. Yeah. Um, in that episode, but I thought we had a fantastic blend. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, we had, we had, you know, Cheyenne, as I mentioned, who uh, only child and he is, he's in the middle of it. He is in the heat of high school athletics and the ups and downs and the journey of that roller coaster journey. And yet Holly, who's just getting started and getting her, now she has been, she's got, she's an AD and she's been a coach. And so she gets it, but as a, from the parent side, which is very different. Yeah. And she's just dipping her toe in the water right now. And when it comes to high school side of it, and you got Brad, who I forget his years, but he's been a high school parent for 21 years, 20, yeah. sorry, I wouldn't say 21, 22, 21 years, um, seven years and, in between each one. Yeah. Just wow. a remarkable blend. And it yeah. was fun to listen to them uh, share their thoughts and, and ideas. So mm-hmm. um, I think for me, my biggest takeaway in this one, then I'll pass on to you guys, uh, was that, again, the relationships. You know, they talked about how important it was for them to get to know the other parents uh, and to, to, to get to know their kids, uh, that their kids are competing with. But I heard them talk a lot about how much they appreciate the platform that educational athletics provided for their students to compete and to pursue their very best through, through athletics and how important that was to parents that their kids had that platform and opportunity to learn all the lessons they needed to learn through something that their kids love to do. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we've got to remember that's what our parents want. Our parents, yeah, they get, get caught up on dumb stuff sometimes. So do I. Um, but for the most part, they just want their kids to have an opportunity to become better, uh, pursue big stuff, and have a little fun along the way. Yeah. That's what I heard anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was cool to get Holly's perspective. Um, when I asked her to do it, uh, I just thought it would be kind of cool to get a perspective of, of a mom, but then also somebody who's an AD. Um, and, and I know she's a great – you know, for me to bounce ideas off as an AD. Okay. Okay. Put your mom hat on right now. And, uh, and I always get some good perspective and, and it's nice too, for me, because she's got a little bit of a tap on the parent vibes out there. So Uh she can always sometimes give me some heads up that I typically (laughs) as an AD, you probably wouldn't get. So, uh, so I've got a secret weapon there a little bit, but get some critical Intel. Yes. You know, some secret, you know, secret uh, parent meeting, you know, stuff that's going on. Sometimes I pick that up. So I do appreciate that. I I thought she had a great perspective and obviously, you know, her dad worked for um, Rick Wilco worked for the state association for many, many years. Um, So she's been involved in athletics from, you know, you know, me high. So um, just a great perspective from her. Mm -hmm. Sean, I loved uh, Shine's story um, and through his playing days and how he had to grow up fast and, and mm-hmm. become mature probably earlier than he probably even wanted to, but um, how he's enjoyed that journey with his, with his son. And yeah. again, he really touched on too, is just having that platform like you talked about, Aaron. I'm like, I want him to go through some trials and tribulations because I know at the end of the day, that's going to be better for him and he's going to learn about life and he's going to learn these lessons. And hopefully he learns just like, I feel like that way for my kids. I want them, you know, to learn all those things. Now um, I tell our student athletes this all, all the time, our seniors, when they leave, I say to them, I want you to have failed a million times when you're with us, because we're here. Your parents are here. Our coaches are here. Our sponsors or directors are here to help pick you up. 
And hopefully that you'll learn from those mistakes. And when you go out in the world and it's high stakes, you know, you got a job, you got to pay for a house and car and you got kids and you're responsible for a lot of different things. I want you to make all those mistakes now. So you don't have to make them when, when it's really, really, really important. Yeah. So I, I love that. And that's what made me think with shine. And then Brad's just journey and how insightful he was about the the process and the, the journey for all three of his kids. I thought that was really cool. And um, just, I th- just felt like he had, a, although he had, you know, some scrapes here and there. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, like you said, Aaron, it, it was important for him to have that journey and, and knowing there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way, but and you guys both talked about it already, but just releasing them to the game and Brad, you know, talked about it. He's like, Hey, you know, I'm, you want to talk about playing time? You need to go talk to coach. And what a huge, great skill. I talk to our kids all the time. It's like, it's a skill to be able to go and have difficult conversations with people. So here's the way you need to do it. Be respectful, but you still need to communicate with your coach about what you're seeing and what you want to do. And I think there's a way to go about that. And I don't know that all the time as ADs as we prepare our kids or give them the tools to be able to do that. And I know that like Aaron started his, um, you know, leadership, uh, class. I've always loved doing that um, and teaching and giving our kids the skills to learn how to go to a coach with difficult situations or, hey, there's something going on the team coach I think you need to know about um, and how they have those conversations. I think that's important. And we need to, and I, and I can do better at that too. Um, but to continue to get better at that, giving our kids those, those tools to be successful leaders that we want them to be, um, not only for our teams, but also in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, these all three were just, again, a, a great mix and uh, different spots. I, I, I just pulled up looking again a little bit ago of what they said about ADs. Love it when ADs do this. Cause I, I mean, I really kind of locked in on that question um, just to kind of self-evaluate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, number one, be around, be a presence, support all the programs, uh, celebrate their success, the student mm-hmm. success. Um, and then Brad, Brad said, you know, help students find the balance between mm-hmm. sports and fine arts. Cause his youngest one, Sam now is very, uh, great basketball player, but very, also very musically gifted and, um, important for us as ADs to, uh, mitigate those conflicts and to not put the kid in the middle. And that's where we need to step up and be leaders and our coaches and, and uh, really um, not make that kid make tough choices. But yep. again, we want them to have a first-class experience across the board. And sometimes we have to step in and, and kind of help provide that and maybe speak true sometimes if they're trying to do too much or spread yeah. themselves too thin. Um, but we have to kind of be the leader in that as well. Um, it's kind of interesting that we hosted the district final. Um, Roland Story had a, a nice lead on South Central Calhoun. South Central Calhoun came back and won it late in the last, you know, 10, 15 seconds. Um, so I was there uh, and talked to Brad after the game as he was waiting for his son to come out, his last high school experience. Um you know, and his son was just uh, last one out of the locker room, uh, senior, uh, just really took it hard 
And, uh, you know, but Brad and his family were there waiting for him. Um, yeah. And Brad had a smile on his face and it was a tough smile. Uh, yeah. It was a hard smile. But, uh, you know, I think it was just the moment. And he said, Brad said during our podcast that the last game is tough on their mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And there he was. And, and uh, you know, it, it was true. But then. You know, from a distance, I saw his son come out and he hugged him and, yep. you know, they, they spent a few moments together as a family. And then yep. he went and got on the bus and, and Brad and his family walked out. So yep. the last game is tough. Yeah. And I think that's important for us to remember, too. Uh, as, yep. We forget that. We get so caught up in the moment of competition. And uh, there's the season's over, you know, and we almost – sometimes probably breathe a sigh of relief. Oh man, I can stay <laughs> home tomorrow now. But then how about we think about the parents? Um, yeah. Especially the senior parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, we talked are- about that in that show and, you know, it, it, we wish we could take, and, and I thought this, I wish I could, and I, I didn't know it. I was told it. My, my, my mentor, Mary, Mary W, you know, Dr. W, she told me over and over again about the journey and, and, and cherish it because when, when you get to the end, it's brutal. Um, and I just wish I wish we could take our 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 young parents and fast forward them to senior night when their kid's a senior. Yeah. And feel it for just 30 seconds. I want I don't want to ruin it for you, but just feel that for 30 seconds. Okay, now go back and be a freshman parent again, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now. I, that's why I love our last question we've got there. Knowing what I know now. Yep. Uh, and and they all talked about how fast it goes. Yeah. And we all do that in our in our parent meetings. I mean, that's one of the things I try to hit hard in my freshman orientation talks you know, with the incoming freshman is, man, find a way to enjoy this thing and engage in it because it is over fast. Yeah. And I was telling them, said, you got, you know, we always talk about four years of high school. High school is not four years. They start in August and three years and nine months later, they end in May. Uh, so it's not even four years. So it's already three months yeah. faster than you think it is. My last thing, well, two things. One, uh, I'll, I'll end with, cause when he's a segue to our student athletes segment, um, I need a snapshot of all six of us on that parent episode. When Brad dropped this nugget, find the good, let it rest. And there's just that moment. I was trying to catch everybody's faces. We were just like, Oh, uh-huh. And he talked about that is when, when, stu- when your athlete comes home and, and you're just having the conversation about the game, find the good and let it rest. And how I thought about that statement so many times about how focused we are on finding the bad mm-hmm. and taking the ball and running with it rather yeah. than let's find the good yep. in, in, in what's going on. And then let's just, okay. Well, well like, like Todd, you always talk, like Michaela said, you talk about, let's find the good. We'll get to the other stuff later, but let's not pound each other with the bad right now. Um, Cause that's going nowhere. I loved that statement from Brad. Yeah, that's good. That, and that was the statement of 22, 21 years of watching high school activities yeah. and, the, and the influence they have. Um, yep. So I love that one. The last yep. thing, this will segue into our last one. Um, because I, I think it was another key thing that when we asked the parents, I love it when coaches do this. And then we asked our student athletes, I love it when coaches do this. This was a real common thread between all of them. All three of our parents said it. 
-hmm. spend time building relationship with my kid. Build one-on-one relationships with my kids. Get to know them as people. And what did our student athletes talk about last night? When coaches do what? Check in with me. Ask me how I'm doing. Get to know me as as somebody other than just their player. Um, uh, And that was a common thread between those two stakeholders Mm -hmm. that we better take to heart as ADs and coaches. Um, That's what they want. When it's said and done, they want that relationship and they want to know you that they matter to you and their kid mattered to you more than stats on a page uh, and tally marks in a column. So it brings us to our fourth group, our our student athletes. We just talked to them last night. Uh, And we had Curtis Ratzer, uh, 2020 grad from Kennedy, was a soccer player for us. Um, I I don't know how to describe him other than bleeding green and gold. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Sauer, uh, Ankeny Centennial, fantastic multiple sport athlete. I had forgotten she was volleyball down at Mizzou. And then I kind of went looking again after that last night. She's, she's a big timer down there. She's she's an impressive young lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, and then Michaela Kafer from Green County is she, that girl has got nothing but stars in her future. Um, She's a rock star. Bright young kid with a great, uh, I don't say bubbly, but that, that I don't, it's not the right way to say it. It's just an engaging personality. She's infectious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, super kids. Um, I'm going to send it to you guys. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it, it was, uh, that, that one I, I put on social media afterward. That was everything and more yeah. Yeah, you're right. that we thought it was going to be, I couldn't, I still really can't describe it. Um, I think it was so cool because, I mean, I, I will speak. It was interesting for me to hear Michaela and really made me think about the experience of kids who are going on to play at the next level, which are, you know, fewer yep. than the kids that don't. Um, but what kind of experience are we creating across the board, activity-wise, multi-activity, multi-sport? for the kids who, like Michaela said, this is the last time I'm going to compete. You know, I will not compete after high Mm -hmm. school. Um, It just reinforced the fact that our goal is to create a first-class experience for every kid in every activity. Uh, Whether they're going to go on and play SEC volleyball at the University of Missouri, play soccer at Wartburg, yep. or go study communications yep. and, uh, and, and not ever compete again. So um, I just thought they were all great. I thought they, they, they're all servant leaders already. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see it in Michaela, and you can tell the other two already are, and they were when they were in high school. Yeah. Um, just such a mature – outlook. And again, like I said in the beginning, I think probably the last thing I'll say about it is just ADs, you have kids in your school who are just like the three that we had on the podcast. We need to engage them and we need to learn from them. We need to listen intentionally. They could help us build our programs more than we ever can on our own. And I I think it, it just all four of these groups go in, all three of the groups go into helping us build programs 
And I just think it just reinforced to me how we need to set up opportunities and listen to them more and learn from them and then be able to take the ideas that we can and uh, get them into our program. Um, yeah, I, I just, I was just blown away by all, by all of them. I think for me, uh, really what, what really stuck in my mind last night and God hit it on the head, just, it was like, wow. Um, but I think the big thing for me was even as ADs and I think God, or I don't know if it was God or, or if it was you, Aaron talked about, you know, get out of your office, get to know these kids. And all three of them talked about how important that relationship was Todd with Michaela talked to you and I know you were her coach, but you know, she even mentioned just as an AD, you know, I knew Gordon and you know, there was a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship. Aaron, same with Curtis with you. I mean, they truly knew that you cared about them, not just as, you know, Michaela, the basketball player, Michaela, the track star or, or Curtis, the soccer player. It was literally, you knew them and, you know, Aaron, you built that relationship with him through your leadership, you know, conference. And how cool is that, that you had that, you know, the ability to, to start that and, you know, look what, look what that, you know, and I think that kid just a rock star anyway, but you could really tell that he learned from that. And, and he's really taking those lessons that you taught him through that leadership uh, curriculum and he's applying them right now. How awesome is that? And I think I touched on a little bit last night, but and, and Todd, you talked about it tonight already. It's just how much impact we have on our student athletes. And it doesn't have to be big. I mean, it, it's showing up at the games, you know, sending out a positive tweet, seeing them in the hallways and saying, hey, good game last night. Or man, I love the play the other night. You guys did a great job. Or I went to the musical of the night. Oh my gosh, you guys are incredible. Those little lollipop moments, uh, th those kids will remember that forever. And I know Curtis talked about the, the teacher that, you know, made a comment to him in middle school and how that still stuck with him today. I mean, how crazy impactful is that? And I, I got a little choked up last night just with Michaela talking because she's such a great kid. I'm just love to see her flourish at the college level. And I never had any doubt she was going to be successful, but wow, what it just to, just to feel like even I had a minute, you know, effect on, on her and her career. That's a, you know, like Todd said, it's a huge, huge, um, just responsibility to, to be able to have these kids and these parents and these coaches in our, you know, in our lives and to, to lead them. And, and it's not always easy. Um, it's sometimes it's, you know, you got to be vulnerable and, that sometimes can be really, really tough uh, to be vulnerable as, as an athletic director. But I think when you, when you are, you're going to face a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, but you're also going to get the relationships with kids like we had on last night. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's life-giving. Yeah. 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 So, God, there's so many things. And I, I'll say this. Uh, it, it, because there's no way the three of us, um, well, I'll speak for myself, you two can, I, I can't even become 
come close to um, describing how um, just solid those three were, how, how impactful. If you really sit down and listen to last night's episode with, with a lens of what can I take away from this to be better AD from a student athlete's perspective, great episode. And we can't, so go yeah. listen to it because this wrap up show is going to do it no justice whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So go listen to it. Um, but I tell you, one of the things that I've thought about and reflected on since last night, because uh, there are two things that just struck me, and one was early in the show and one was later in the show, but it was by the same student athlete. It was by Kenna. Um, when we asked her about the frustrations um, of athletics, she talked about the balance between athlete Kenna <laughs> and just normal everyday student Kenna just trying to live life, have fun, and, and do school. Yep. And how difficult it is for her to balance that and the struggle that was for her with that sometimes with that identity struggle, because she feels like she's got to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Kenna and I'm this athlete with the Jersey on and people look up to me and they, the little girls want to grow up to be me. And she felt you could hear that pressure. She's like, but I'm also just a 16 year old kid trying to do high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and, and then later on, when we asked you love, what do you love when coaches do? And her response was, ask me how I'm doing. And I think sometimes we forget because, because she even talked about, she talked about how that Jersey, sometimes she kind of, I don't think she would use the word mask, but it's how I took it. Like that Jersey is kind of this, like this, this shield yeah. that I put on and I go be athlete Curtis or athlete Michaela yeah. or athlete Kenna and it hides and masks. some of those struggles, but for her to come back and say, it matters when my coach asks me how I'm doing. I think we have to remember that because we see them compete and we see how strong they are in the face of competition and adversity through sport. And we forget they're 16. And if we don't take the time to ask them how they're doing, we'll never know about those other things they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. We'll just assume that they're strong and they're good and they'll get through it because they're tough kids. Um, And that's where that relationship piece comes back. And it's vital that we're some adults in our building are connecting with every kid in our building in some way, shape or form. So that when they're struggling like that, we, we connect them. Okay. Right. So I, I just thought that was powerful. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I, one, one thing, you know, you say that, uh, and Jessica Reinhardt is our volleyball coach and she's awesome. And she had Scott DeYoung as a basketball coach who's mm-hmm. awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and she had Andrew Kruzik as a track coach. Awesome. Has a great program, but I would agree. I think as coaches and ADs, we need to ask that question more. How are we doing? How's everybody doing? Because, you know, we do, we get caught up in that. You got to, you know, track, you got to run this time or you got to jump this far and basketball, I got to score this many points and, you know, volleyball, you got to have this many kills and we probably don't ask them how they're doing. Cause you know, Kenna talked about last night and obviously she's at an SEC school and, I think she feels that pressure too. You know, it's big time volleyball and, you know, it's a job. I mean, I, and Curtis said it too at Warburg. Yeah. I mean, those kids yeah. are, I mean, literally going and spending probably 40 plus hours a week, study table, you know, weight training practices all year long. And then, and so are the high school kids. They're doing that too. They're 20, 30 hours a week of practice and games and on the bus and, and then, oh, 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 by the way, they're they're going to have a forty-hour weekend in the classroom too. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to have a student council meeting at seven thirty in the morning. Right. Yeah, right. When and, they get back NHS. off the bus at ten thirty, 
Yeah. And we don't, and I, that struck me last night too, Aaron's like, we don't think about that enough. No, I don't we think really, we communicate we that to, enough. Yeah, we yeah. need to be cognizant of it. And Todd alluded to it a little bit earlier is just, we need to have, you know, as ADs, we need to stick up for those kids. And there's going to be times where you got to say, you know what? We got to support these kids and no, you, they need a break. You know, we have to be sometimes a voice of reason in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, most of the time our coaches are not like that, but I think there's times throughout the year that our kids just get worn out just like yeah. we do as ADs through right. the winter season. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was good perspective. Well, listen to that episode. Uh, if, if you're hearing this one now, you're like, oh, I haven't listened to the other three. This is the first one you're listening to about that. I, I guess I'd encourage you to start with that one. If you're going to pick one of the four, yeah. um, I, I think it'll drive you to the other ones because there's just good stuff in all of them. But, but that's the one that we were most excited about. And I, and I think we were excited about for a reason. And uh, it didn't disappoint. I, I told you guys last night in the text afterwards, I think the parent, the parent one is going to be a, at minimum a strongly encouraged listen Yep. For all my coaches, the student athlete wants to be mandatory. I'm just, I, mean, yeah. I, out, I, I want to be able to ask you, did you listen to that one yet? And the answer should be yes. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, I'll keep asking you until the answer is yes. You, you have to listen <laughs> to that one. Um, you just do. Yeah. So, um, other final thoughts before we wrap this thing up, uh, there, fellas? Well, you know, we start, I, I just, I marvel at the journey that we've been on um, starting this just three years ago and just a whim of an idea. Hey, let's do a podcast for ADs and talk about topics. And, um, you know, we've kind of gone through, we've got some great guests, some national guests and some people with uh, a lot bigger degrees than we have. Uh, um, <laughs> some people that are, are just making more money than we are, been in different places than we are. We've been blessed to talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, the last four episodes that we did mm-hmm. were the heart and soul of why we do it. Yep. And I just, the other stuff's fun. Mm-hmm. And if those four were the heart and soul, the one last night was the heartbeat. Yep. Um, yep. Golly, you know, and like Aaron said, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the student one, episode six, um, it's a must listen. And yeah. if you need to be inspired and encouraged, uh, listen to that one. And then obviously we hope it uh, drives you to the others. But uh, this was uh, just a really special series to go through. And I think one that we'll talk to and use for, for quite some time. Yeah. I agree. I I just want to throw Aaron again. This was thank you for setting us on this course. Yeah, this was really really good. So thank you for for spearheading this and and suggesting this because especially last night that was a if you if you listen to that podcast as an AD last night and you don't pick up a couple things um, and it doesn't just tug at your heartstring a little bit. You need to you need to check your heartbeat there, Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. And you guys are being kind. I think this has been the brainchild of the three of us over our over our time together. Um, but it certainly was fun uh, to take yeah. this. 
from our production meeting to, to get through it. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I have to poke fun at us a little bit. Because like uh, Michaela's right, we're pros. Just ask us what's we'll right. <laughs> um, She's waiting for a t-shirt. Yes. Yeah, wait for her t-shirt. That was hilarious last night. I'm like, hey, get make sure we get it was, I think it was after we signed off, but we said, hey, make sure that we you get Jarvis your addresses so we can send you some swag. And she's like, Do I get the t-shirt that Gordon Water practiced? <laughs> I'm in, she says. I thought that was his email literally within 15 seconds of getting off. <laughs> that is funny. That was funny. Uh, well, yeah. hey, um, Guys, thanks for thanks for this. Uh, this it was fun. I, I hope our listeners get something out of it. Um, I hope this gets out to our parents and to our coaches and our and, and as well um, as as UADs out there because there's something in there that reminds us what we all love. I mean, let's face it: high school sports and 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 this educational athletics journey drives culture in our communities and in our buildings. And there's a reason because it it has everything. It has excitement. It has energy. It has hard knocks. It has thrills um it has it, it, you experience every emotion that you can through high school sports and it's what connects people and when it was said and done this whole thing was about relationships mm-hmm. and how how building positive relationships helps make us better day in and day out yeah. by the people we get to know interact with um, learn from um both good and bad and, and that's what that was fun about this journey for me so thanks for taking it uh, with us for those of you that are listening out there um, we'll be back in a few weeks. We hinted at it last night and the episode excited. We've got, uh, we got the AD convention coming up, excited. We're doing that face to face. It'll look a little different, but, uh, we'll have a chance to do a couple of live shows. I think we go back over the years, fellas, that when you talk about just pure fun, yeah. do a yeah. podcast, that live show we did at the national convention was, yeah, that awesome. was awesome. Yeah. And so looking forward to what this has in store for us with our popcorn sessions at the AD convention, but that I think Todd will be our next episodes we push out there right will be those yeah it'll be after this one will be the next one at the convention we'll record yeah for sure excited about that looking forward to that uh in the meantime um i know this is coming after spring break or after the time between uh the seasons but we hope uad's out there find some rest some recuperation and get geared up for spring season here in the next few weeks uh because that's going to be a lot of fun uh as well and get jazzed up and ready to go because we got more experiences to build this spring through those spring sports Guys, thanks a lot for all you listeners out there. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll catch you next time on Beyond the Bench. Until then, be blessed.